0: The Oregon College Savings Plan can help fund your child's dreams and ideas. But it's not just for college. It's also the Trade School Savings Plan and the Books and Materials Savings Plan, even the Room and Board Savings Plan. With fewer educational expenses to think about, your kids can focus on what matters, their future. Start saving today to support your child's tomorrow. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com. Want to hear something amazing?
1: 85 yards to the heart of the south with me chain nine my co-host ryan McClincy here the sports podcast for average sports fans by average sports fans bringing the sports conversations from the bar to your living room so raise a glass hey with me sir. ryan cheers let's do it cheers. brother how's your day going good good um you know when we when we film these on wednesday wednesday is my by far busiest day i have like everything kind of comes to a head for my week on hump day i definitely am the living embodiment of hump day so super busy seems like that when we were like oh you know let's
2: do it at 6 30 and then (laughs) seven o'clock comes rolling around and i'm sitting here like steven glansberg looking at (laughs) looking at my my beautiful face on the on the
1: monitor I, I feel like you probably are just like looking out like somebody looks to their dad like coming home or something. Like, where is he going to come on? When's he going to come on? Like, and I just in my watch. I, yeah. And I, <laughs> I suck about texting, too, because like I I should have been like, hey, I'm going to, you know, be late. But, you know, I just I mean, <laughs> I give you shit
2: for it. But like, I'm <laughs> terrible at texting, too. Like, you can ask Haley. Um, mm. I'm the worst when it comes to that, because I'll reply to something in my head. Yes. Same. Like, at least you have me on read receipts. So I know if you've seen it or not. <laughs> Like, it's like I don't do that. I don't do that. I just read it and then I like respond in my head and then three hours go by and I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, or like, they'll to. text
2: me. She'll text me again
1: and just be like, are you dead or what? Are you no, you dead? <laughs> now, I, tra- I had this full-length conversation in my head with you. sorry you weren't a part yeah. of it. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not my fault. Well, by this time every week, I, I really need one of these. I'm sipping on a Bush... Miller latte fine pills and a beer that's been my go-to lately I've always I've had Miller in the like in there and now my brother obviously works for a distributor he's a Miller distributor so that's Mm. I think that's kind of like the brand association he's always rocking Miller gear so like I'm like all right I have to get it I know need to start hitting him up for giving me these perks
2: let's get us a sponsorship going like I mean I'm not a big Miller fan but I mean hell
1: if they're paying i'll take take some money shit yeah exactly i'll drink a miller for some money yeah exactly
2: (laughs) what are you drinking man? usually i've got my whiskey but today um we the only liquor we have is um tequila so i made
1: myself a little paloma you ever had a paloma yeah it's delicious tasting the glass is very appetizing too. that copper look i love that it's like the
2: moscow mule glass so it's not Mm -hmm. really probably made to made quote-unquote you know to have tequila in it if you will but you know my my
1: house my rules exactly yeah rolling with it hey who cares as long as it's tequila in the cup what little wayne say it's my cup it's my cup (laughs) (laughs) we got a lot to get to
2: today that we do um dude just kind of like rolling into
1: what we what we wanted to talk about did you see uh what michael jordan did Dude, I I literally I saw the headline. Fill us in, dude. At, yeah, <clears throat>
2: super exciting. Well, I think it's like Haley because you know Haley's a a big NASCAR fan, mm-hmm. and she grew up watching her whole her whole family. Basically, like every male in her family was a was a uh, race car driver at mm-hmm. some point in their life. So she's kind of grown up around it, and she's always been a big fan. Um, Dale Earnhardt, predominantly. You know, she right. like missed a day of school when he died. So, um, R.I.P. Yeah, right. Three, throw up the threes. threes. Um, but Michael Jordan, I think, made a a genius business move and bought himself uh, a, a single car racing team with Danny Hamlin, and then they they basically, I think, it's not going to happen until, like 2021, mm-hmm. but they're going to have um their single car basically is going to be Bubba. Bubba Wallace.
1: That's nuts, man. At w- Jordan is the goat on the court, and Jordan is the goat at marketing and business dude, too, man. Dude, just I, imagine the, the fucking
2: jump man going around in, in, in a circle for four hours or however long an NASCAR race is. Like, that's just, I mean, it's just advertising for yourself. Getting, <laughs> like, getting for your into own a, brand.
1: Like, yes. it's insane getting into a brand that you like, like there's no domain, like no one has crossed over really into the, I don't want to say NASCAR's niche, but NASCAR, NASCAR's, it it, it is kind of like a a condensed following that they kind of have. And so whenever you're, branching over into that bringing new viewers but also still like everybody knows who Michael mm-hmm. Jordan is so even the fans in NASCAR are going to be you mm-hmm. know I mean he he got into golf I mean people are wearing Jordans on the golf course well, now it, yeah it's, I mean
2: that's the thing too is like Jordan brand is so like uh, I mean if you are a fan of Jordan brand like you are all in on Jordan brand so wow. whatever it does like you want it you have to own it it's like it's the holy grail to you, if you will. And like, I like Jordan Brand, but I was never, I never kind of got that far into it, but just his name and that brand alone are going to net like just increase in viewership because of the amount of people that are just watching because Michael Jordan is, is now involved, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. There's a lot of their stuff's flashy. Like I get it. It's not like, it's not for everybody. I love the color patterns and stuff. Really. I don't wear a lot of their clothes. Their shorts are extremely soft. Their shoes. I've yep. always, I've always had their shoes. Lo- like, Dude, I wonder if he's going to make, if he's going to make like a racing suit now. Oh, for sure. You're Jordan definitely, yeah, you're definitely going to see that. Do they, okay. do they like, so like, I'm sure they have specific shoes for it. Is it like a boot almost is what I would kind of assume. Like, a race. I mean, I would, I would think-, think so.
2: Yeah. Like I, I couldn't tell you to be honest. Um mm-hmm. Haley probably could. Maybe I'll I'll have yeah. her come on Sunday on the live stream and just give us a breakdown of all things needed to know with NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. I'd be uh, down with that. Cause yeah, she she'll be able to answer all that. But a fucking, you know, a Jordan brand racing suit. I mean, that'd be making it's moves. That's hot. It's hot. Make- oh, I can I mean, see it. that on the street, bro. Like I mean, you said, just, just, just Walking a giant- down the street with it. Yeah.
1: Giant jump man <laughs> rocking for Bubba. That's going to be awesome. So it just hopefully right.
2: he does better than what
1: he did with the, uh, the Hornets. So, yeah, well, it's, I, well, <laughs> there's only one direction to go from there and it's up, right. So, right. um, NBA talking, talking some NBA stuff, pivotal, pivotal game for tonight. Also tomorrow night. Um, we'll start with, uh, start with the Lakers, start with the Lakers, uh, Decided really not to show up until the fourth quarter in uh, God, in dude. game three. You texted me, bro. The, that was one of the only games that like I actually like because we. So
2: <laughs> Haley and I started watching a new show on Netflix, and I I just had it up on my computer, and so I was kind of like going back and forth. Um, but that was really the only game I watched, like beginning to end. And dude, they looked terrible. Like it didn't even look like they they were playing the same sport. Like how many times they came down the field and you would or down the field, down the court and you would just see like them attempt a pass, a fucking pass to somebody on the wing and it just like Kareem's off their hand, mm-hmm. like directly into somebody else, directly into to somebody from the Nuggets and then it's just like it was insane to see such sloppy basketball for so long. Like they never turned it around. It seemed.
1: No, they didn't. They they came out and they, they really went through the motions early and credit the Nuggets. I mean, they hit a lot of they oh, yeah. hit a lot of shots. Uh, I think it was I, I started watching really in the second quarter. I was doing some other things, but I, I turned the game on and it's 29-27. Within three minutes, they're up 15. I mean, they mm-hmm. they just hit shot, shot, shot. Lakers was just turnovers. And really that was kind of the story of the game because the Lakers cut it to 10 at half. They came out and they cut it to five immediately in the third quarter, and then the yeah. Nuggets just pushed it. And then you texted me, and you said, dude, the Lakers look terrible. <laughs> about 25 <laughs> minutes later, I looked yeah. at my phone, you said, holy shit, they're about yeah. to pull this out. Because they like, were, like,
2: within three then. And yes. I was like, holy shit, dude, if they fucking do this. They like, would I mean, take it their just soul. It, it was the same as game two. It was just opposite. Exactly. Right? Like, and right. I think I think the Nuggets just kind of rode a lot of that energy that they had at the end of game two mm-hmm. before, you know, AD... Yelled Kobe and just fucking drained the game winner.
1: That was the big. That was the big one for me, and that was the takeaway that I had was that you know the Nuggets. I thought in Game Three, I thought the Lakers were just going to take their soul because what they did in Game Two, Nuggets should have won that game. And and Anthony Davis hits a three off an inbound. Like you live with that all day long. Anthony Davis can hit threes. I don't think you want him taking a contested three to end a game. But at the same
2: time, I don't. I I disagree that they should have won that game. That the Nuggets. Should have won that game. No oh, man. Just because, like, okay, so so then by that same logic, you would say that the Lakers deserved to win last night because they played better in the fourth.
1: Uh, n- no, I thought the Lakers should have lost both because it's the same logic in-
2: though because because in game two the Lakers played way better in the first three quarters. The Nuggets were 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 very uh, off their game, and then they had a a. Big fourth quarter to cut it close, take the lead, and then they just couldn't get over. Same thing in game three. Lakers come out soft. Up until the fourth quarter, nothing to really write home about, and then you have a great fourth quarter, and you come up short.
1: Right. It's rough the for same, me to watch. the same idea. It's rough for me to watch these NBA games. One of the big takeaways that I have, and I'm, I'm, I always tend to tune in to the NBA now, like in the playoffs, but... Regular season, I could really care less. Honestly, it's so crazy to watch a game flow. 15, 20-point leads are nothing, like, it, it, as far as, like, how oh, yeah. a game flows. In the NBA, you get up 15, 20 in college and obviously it's a completely different talent, stuff like that. But I guess my point is that like those are usually like safe and held on to NBA that with especially with threes being shot and taken at such a higher percentage. I Mm -hmm. mean, you could. I mean, that's that's five possessions and you've got it down to five again. I mean, that's it literally
2: is in three or four minutes. It's all momentum, you know, like I mean, right. We talk about momentum in football a lot. And it's, it's hard to like really put a grasp on it because I mean, there's so many things that have to happen in football for, you know, quote unquote momentum to go your way. Right. Um, But in basketball, it's so much less. Like all you really need is one person to start getting hot. And then if that one person is hot and you ride that, that streak, like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're back in it. And then that, that momentum has shifted because of one person instead of, okay, well we need the line to play well and we need the quarterback to play well. We need the receivers to get open we kind of need something to break our way, you know, defensively as well. Mm -hmm. And it's like, then you see that momentum, but I think, yeah, like at 10, 15 points, I think there was a moment last night when I was looking, I was like watching the game and I looked down and it was like, The Lakers were down, I don't know nine, something like that, with six minutes left, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "That's a
1: lot of fucking time." Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you get nothing safe Until you get to under two minutes. Really, nothing under ten points is safe, and that's that's been my takeaway.
2: Even even a minute left, you're down seven. You're down three possessions. Yeah, it's like that's not even safe. Like that's very. It's been done before.
1: Right. All right. Your gut. Do they, do they take it in game? They take it in game four. They end it. I think they take their well, soul they if they it. win. Obviously they don't end it. I'm saying it's, it's, it, they go up three, one it's over though.
2: I still think the nuggets will get another one. You think so? I think it goes six. Yeah. would be interested to see that. It's just been so back and forth. Like I, I, if they won, if the Lakers won tomorrow, I just don't, I don't know that that's like the, the fucking nail in the coffin. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I still think the Nuggets are a good enough team to come out and and really push the same way they did last night and get another win. I still think the Lakers pull out the series. Right. But I do think, I think LeBron will come out and in in prime playoff LeBron mode tomorrow uh, because of how poorly they played.
1: I, I think I think they win I, I think that they they realize that you know being an older team like hey we kind of you know if we can get if we can get the advantage of ending this series as mm-hmm. soon as possible you know getting any type of uh any oh, type yeah. of rest i mean they' they're gonna come out ready to go speaking of which got a pivotal game. For yeah. tonight, with this uh, this Heat Celtics series, so obviously Celtics get one back. You know, in Game Three, they uh, they you know stave that off. It's you know you yep. go down three zero. It's it's really tough to come back from that. I was uh, I was interested to see how that game played out. I I still am am riding with the Heat. I just when it comes down to it, I, the Heat just have a bunch of guys that I feel like. Don't care, and whenever like I say it like that, like I don't think that they're, I don't think they have any guys that are afraid. Well, they weren't even no, playing this was no money. expectation, exactly. They, they had they no were, expectation that they would be
2: here. So like, I get, I get your point. I get what you're saying. I, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if, to an extent, the Celtics overlooked them a little bit because oh of that for thing. sure, for sure, uh, and they were like oh you know well we're not. Even though they beat the Bucks, you know we're not the Bucks. We're not you know these other teams. Like we can come in there and just you know dominate. And and they looked it in Game Three,
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: to to get that win back. I think they win tonight. I think the Celtics win tonight. Really? Um, I think it goes two two. I think this series will go seven. Yeah. Um, are you sticking with the, are you around right, with a
1: pick? Pick for the series. Um.
2: I mean, I'm going to go Celtics. I'm going to win Celtics. I just think the talent will be too much in a, in a full series. Like to this point, the Heat haven't had. I mean, what they were up until last night, they were ten and one mm-hmm. in the in the postseason, and their right. one loss came into to the Bucks in an elimination game. Like they haven't really had to win a seven game series. You right know? Like, to this
1: point, yeah. I would I would say that this. I think that the Celtics were really wrapped up when the series started in thinking that they were preparing to play Milwaukee all season. I mean, they, yeah. those were the two best teams in the East. Everybody thought that it was going to be one of them coming out. And then it's like a little bit of like, you know, oh, we thought this was going to happen and now mm-hmm. it's, okay, it's the Heat. Like you said, I get your argument too of saying like, oh, we're going to overlook them because it's like, look, they're the five seed. Like, we, you know, we've won the series, yeah. season series against them. We match up well against them, et cetera. And then the Heat, after they beat them in game one and then came out and got game two, I think that's what, you know, that's why those guys were fighting in the locker yeah. room, which, you know, going off, because they're just like, what the hell is happening? Like this. Yeah, dude, if you're Brad Stevens, like, what do you even do in that moment? I just sit back and just say, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love it, though. I'd love it. Like shit. Yeah. (laughs) Did you see? You You guys fucking sucked. Did you see, so it was mainly Marcus Smart in the midst of that like explosion in the locker room, like throwing, throwing shit and stuff. Did you see on, uh, on Ennis Cantor's Facebook and uh, Instagram Mm -hmm. that like they were all laying out by the pool and like he and Marcus Smart were like wrestling outside the pool and like Marcus Smart throws him in it and he was just like, yeah, we squashed it or something like that. (laughs) Like it was pretty, it was funny because like they were like, they were all just like wrestling and shit and it was pretty, pretty funny to see them like kind of smash it. Cause I mean, you're going to fight. I mean, teammates, oh, I yeah. mean like that's, that's totally, I mean, dude, how many times did we play one-on-one and get so pissed at each other in college? Dude. And we were like trying to like work out and get in shape. We get pissed. Oh, dude. I
2: think there was <laughs> I, like, we, I remember one, one time in particular, uh, and it was over the summers on the, the outside court. Exactly what you're talking um, about. And like, I mean, I don't even remember what happened. Like, I think I think you because I remember you got real pissed off Um, and I think it was because like I just threw up some fucking like out of nowhere shot, like going like falling back, going going out of bounds, something like that. And it went in and you I thought I mean, dude, I thought you were going to have like fucking burst a gasket, dude. Like and then, you know, me, I was like, hey, bro, you know, just, you know, stop me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <As you say. laughs> I remember
2: that we walked. I was like, back. It was complete luck, but yes, I, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna talk shit to
1: you. Oh, you have to if it goes it goes in it goes in. That's the yeah. point of it. And I remember we walked back and didn't say a word until because like we lived like really close to each other. And I remember like we didn't say a word walking back. And I remember it was just like. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. Same, <laughs> like, so, same time tomorrow, same time tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Heat. You know, I think that the the Heat get it done. Uh, I think they win tonight. I'm obviously taking them for the for the series. We'll see how it plays out. It's uh it's gonna be how many games. If they win tonight, it's over in five. I'm calling it. It's over in five. Wow. It's over in five. Wow. Done. You hear that, Eric? My my Celtics Ooh. my Celtics homie they're done done stick a fork in them nah they better win tonight <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get fucking just stomped tonight destroyed I'm just like Gordon oh, Hayward. well. Gordon Hayward's back for the series I saw that somebody put with his new haircut someone's like someone like took his picture of him at shoot around and like put it in black and white and they were like yeah Gordon Hayward looks like a dude that. Was like the right hand man with Chamberlain when they won all those <laughs> titles in the '60s, bro. It looks—you have to check it out. It look—he looks like that. He looks like the guy, like with the be like, no, yeah, yeah. Put him on, yeah. See, so,
2: so non NBA news though. You know, we've got SEC coming up this weekend. Which, <laughs> don't you worry, Chayton. I will. Uh, I'll get to that. You got a little. Yeah. You got a little. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that after the break. I love. I need to. I need, to, I need to take. I need to take another drink. Um, <laughs> you know, collect my thoughts, get ready gather myself, roll, and get ready <clears throat> to just preach the truth. You know, mm. this is my sermon. Oh,
1: we're all we're all sermons. Th- you know, first first Church of Ryan College exactly. Football Edition. Exactly. So, uh,
2: other. College football news though, um, kind of in line with what we talked about with Michael Jordan, but uh fucking prime time. Dude. Deion Sanders. Crazy. Named head coach at Jackson State University. I,
1: you always wonder whenever these stud players, like who's gonna make a good coach? Like it's, that's that's mm. always the thing. Like, you know, obviously, like it's a lot of times like star players are not really coaches. Yeah. I feel yeah. like It was kind of odd whenever I first saw that, like, oh, Deion Sanders is like wanting to get into coaching. I just figured he'd be a big personality to like want to be like on television and stuff. Like, I figured that'd be kind of more his. Right, he is, and he's like, he's just so funny and stuff. But then, dude, I get it. Coaching college football. I mean, like, can you? There's a there's a lot of worse jobs you could have out there pre-retirement for him as a player. So I, you know, and Jackson State. I mean, you're in the you're in Florida. You got a hotbed of recruiting. It's not in Florida. It's not <laughs> I know. I can see why you
2: would think that because it's Deion Sanders. Like, I could 100% <laughs> see that.
1: <laughs> you love how I just rolled with it like it was oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Florida. Yeah, it's, it's going to be in great. Florida. It's Florida. It's hold on, hold on. It's Don't in, tell it's me. It's in Mississippi. I was going to say Alabama, so I'd have been wrong too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, Mississippi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a it's lot of Jacksons there.
2: There probably is a Jackson, Florida. I mean, there's a Jacksonville. Florida,
1: That's literally obviously. what I thought. I was but, like, oh yeah, Jacksonville. It <laughs> was like the first thing. Like, oh yeah, it's in Florida. Good God Almighty, save my ass right now,
2: right? Shit. Uh, um. So anyway, <laughs> I agree with you. Um. In, you know, sometimes the best players don't make the best coaches, right? Like. Mm-hmm. That was that's kind of like my worry with somebody like Dion is great player, but do they just expect everybody to get it? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like right. a lot of times, like the players, like you know Michael Jordan, like Kobe Bryant, like LeBron James, like um, Randy Moss, you know, like Dion Sanders. You know, they they kind of uh, can expect that people see and, and do things the same way that they did or would. Um, and if that's not the case, are you able to like actually coach and teach them how to do it in their own way, but get the same results, right? Like, cause that's, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of the toss up is a good coach can take whatever you do really well and make it so that the, the outcome is the same from what somebody else does really well. Um, and, and it's, it's just, it's really unique and a lot of, a lot of people don't necessarily have that on that point. I was kind of surprised with Brian Hartline that he <laughs> that he came in and has been as good of a wide receivers coach as he as did. he has he been, has been. Yeah. right because right. like that was kind of my worry when he came on. Like, and granted, he wasn't like an outstanding NFL player or anything like that, but he was good.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. He came on really strong in, in yeah. his upperclassman years with with yeah. us, and you know he kind of. Made his name, cut his teeth there. Um, you know, moving forward, and even, I, even even more to that point too. Like, did you see
2: the the staff that got leaked? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. You were telling it's me that it's it. not accurate. It's not accurate. Like they all, like literally every single person that was named on his quote unquote staff came out and was just like, nah, nah,
0: that's not
2: <laughs> like that's you know he, the can, case. he can call on us anytime he wants us to come like speak, mm. but nah. <laughs> you said, you
1: were naming like it was Warren Sapp was like there yeah, like.
2: He was either like D-line or defensive coordinator or something like that. Uh, and then the other, I just glanced at it really quick, but uh, they had Terrell Owens as the wide receivers coach. Like T.O.
1: is going to be a wide receiver coach right. in Jackson, Mississippi. I probably wouldn't want T.O. to be a wide receivers coach. To be There's no honest. way. All right. So, running routes today, we're going to talk about how to ostracize yourself <laughs> on the team if they don't throw you the talk, ball. We're going to
2: practice celebrations today, everybody.
1: Yeah, I we're know you pra- can't
2: do it in college, but we're gonna practice them anyway.
1: <laughs> we're gonna pack practice, passively aggressive, piss it off your quarterback. Whatever yeah. he missed, you wide open in the inside. and then crying on TV about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then oh, we're gonna like show you how to hold out, work it's out in your driveway. Yeah, I know that's my quarterback.
2: I know, hmm. dude. I forgot about the working on his driveway shit. Whenever he was, he was, like was holding out, yes. yeah, yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, with sunglasses Damn. on, it was just he was like, I'm yeah. just working out. Yeah. God, what he was so, he's in my, well, uh, we'll, we'll get to that he's, one day. He's, he's one of my favorite wide receivers for sure. One of the best but, ever. Yeah. I think he slept yeah. on. I mean, I really do. Like he's top five. I think he slept on because of all of that shit though too. For sure. He's a, he, he was an awful teammate. Everybody hated him, but yeah. you know, Hey, who cares? Yeah. You, you know, if you get open, it's all that matters. Yeah. So, uh, well,
2: let's take a break. Let's um, do it. Take a quick break and we'll come back with, uh, with my, with my, you know, just nice, friendly message to SEC fans.
1: Yep, and I'm going to tell you who the best quarterback in the NFL is, and I don't even think it's close.
0: Just because we're socially distancing this holiday season doesn't mean the insects are. Give the gift of bug bite relief with Bite Away, the FDA-cleared, chemical-free, sustainable treatment for those pesky insect bites and stings you can't stop itching. This little device heats up and relieves the itchiness and swelling from insect bites and stings with just one application. Get 20% off in December. Visit TakeTheBiteAway.com and enter code HOLIDAY20 at checkout. That's HOLIDAY20 at TakeTheBiteAway.com.
1: Are you all ready? Are you fired up? Mm. Welcome re- back. <laughs> I'm just gonna Ryan stretches. You guys can't see this. Ryan is is doing uh doing his getting stressed out, loosened mm. up for this baptism <clears throat> he's about to put on us. There's not a lot
2: that uh I can I guess can really like get under my skin.
1: I, I pride myself on that. You are one of the Sometimes. more difficult people to fluster that I've ever met in my life.
2: I'm just proud that you used the word fluster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <in my> <laughs> yeah, I like it though. Um, no, I there's very little that really just like gets under my skin. And if I start debating, I just like lose it, right? <laughs> one of those things. And maybe it's just because I, I live in Nashville now. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm surrounded by SEC fans all the time. Granted, there's a lot of Ohio State fans down here. Don't get me mm, wrong. Right. Um, but way more SEC fans. And the thing that pisses me off about SEC fans is they're just, it, it, it's almost like a lack of loyalty, like lack of loyalty to your team, lack of uh, just, I guess, common sense, uh, lack of worldview. Right? It's like the number one argument that that people make for the SEC is, oh, it just it means more. And if I hear one more person say it, I'm fucking lose it. It just means more. Shut up, okay? It doesn't. <laughs> and you know what? like, no, Ohio State would not lose four games if they played an SEC schedule. Okay, it's not going to fucking happen, right? The the fucking bottom half of the SEC is not so far and away better than every top half of every other fucking football league in the entire country. That they just they're just going to destroy them. They're just going to do it, and it's not even that. Maybe you're not even an, an Alabama fan, but you're going to talk shit to a person using Alabama as your reference because you know your your team is terrible. And and I'm going to look into the camera, and he can't see me, but he knows exactly who I'm talking about. Jacob, I'm talking to you. I know you're listening, and I'm talking to you. Be an Ole Miss fan. You're, you are an Ole Miss fan. Just be an Ole Miss fan. Don't be an SEC fan. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. If I'm an Ohio State fan. It's not. It's not uh, a secret. I'm. I'm never rooting. You like Ohio State? Another Big Ten team. Yeah, yeah I've got it inked onto my skin. Yeah, true. I'm never rooting for another Big Ten team ever. I will never root for another, mm. another out of conference team.
1: Bowl like, season. I just won't. Bowl season.
2: No. Nope. Um, nope. I do not care big ten. the only the only team that I want to win in bowl season is Ohio State I don't care whatever. everybody so you want else. the they big lose. 10 to Great.
1: lose you want the big 10 to lose eight games in look, in does it make season. us look
2: better when we just beat that ass the following year absolutely it does so like I get the reason to want your conference to win but I'm not actively rooting for them right I'm not going to another game or a bar and chanting Big Ten,
1: Big Ten, Big Ten because the Big <clears> Ten won, okay? I'm just not fucking doing it. The SEC, more so than any conference that I've noticed, they do root for each other, and it's 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 kind of odd. It's like... Dude, I've seen Alabama fans root for Auburn.
2: I'm sorry. If you're going to sit here and tell me nuts. that the Iron Bowl is a better rivalry than the game and you're rooting for your fucking rival, it's not.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. Well, and I also think too that, like, in terms of those rivalries specifically, like, I think Auburn and Alabama, for the most part, there's the mutual hate. I definitely think Ohio <laughs> State hate Michigan fans more. <laughs> I
2: <just laughs> choked on my, my paloma. You maybe were just so- <laughs> maybe that's the SEC
1: gods. It's, it's like <clears> they're, they're strangling you like, in Tennessee. Yeah, they're like, hey, just, just. Ease up a little. Bit. They said, "Hey, no, uh, <coughs> yeah, oh, Ohio State fans. I think hate Michigan fans more than Michigan hates Ohio State. I don't even think it's close. Oh, 100%. like percent. I mean, that's one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. But here is like so with Alabama and Auburn. I'm definitely not as plugged into that dynamic. But I definitely like if you if that's been your experience of seeing people for Auburn and Alabama root. I root for the Big Ten in like, bowl season except Michigan. So that's that's my difference.
2: Yeah, I think I think too like as because the SEC is coming back this week. I mean, this is why I'm bringing it up, right? For sure. You've known this about me for a long time, but with the SEC coming back this weekend, it just and, and with the Big 10 not coming back this weekend, it just heightens that so much more because <clears throat> this this fallacy in their in their heads that it, I mean, is the SEC better than the Big 10 con- as a conference? Yeah. Absolutely. Is it so far better? Is it is it as much better as they think it is? No, I don't think so. I think if you played a, a conference to conference like crossover tournament, it would be much closer than people would think.
1: I think for the most part, I think the SEC fans in their head think that the gap between them and the next closest conference is as close as the group, the, the Power Four, over the Pac twelve. And it's it's not that I don't type. Even, of... I think
2: it's even worse than that. I think it's I think the, the difference that they see is like the difference from high school to college.
1: It's uh, it's. Yeah. I like, mean, they like, think
2: they're they're an NFL. Like they think should, they, most of the teams should be in the NFL. I mean, if you based took, on the in way that the, they talk about it.
1: Yeah, if you took an all, I'd be really interested to see what a line would look like on that. But if you took an all SEC college team and they played the Jaguars, I guarantee the Jaguars are favored by two touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and so I said
2: like, it I said it two years ago when the Browns didn't win a fucking game. Mm-hmm. you you put Alabama, who won the title that year against the Cleveland Browns a winless Cleveland Browns. The Browns probably still win that game. It's probably close. But the I Rams don't think they will probably still win that game. I don't
1: think it's that close, Ryan. I th- I think they I think they'd be favored by 8 or 9 points. I really do. They're pros and they're men. They're th- you got 28, 29, 30-year-old men as opposed to some 18 to 22-year-olds. I mean, it's just not even the same. Not even the same sport. I, you know, I I definitely, you know, I have a lot of respect for the SEC. I do. I mean, it's it it you, top to bottom, I I think the conference is like you said, I, it's the best of the Power 5. We're definitely too. It's. I don't even think it's a. I don't even think it's a question. And I. And I think you know. As far as the the Big Ten, I think that like you said, I think that they try to say and domineer for the most part. Like, oh, it just means more. It just means and more. The,
2: and the whole narrative is like, well, they're grinding through an SEC schedule week after
1: mm-hmm. week. And yeah. It's
2: like, okay, you telling me that I don't go to another conference and that team wants to beat me. Right, like, you know what I mean? Like they're going to give you everything that they possibly can, and like I don't know, man. It's just like it's it's absurd to me. This this just idea that <clears throat> like the sixth best team in the SEC would just beat Ohio State by two touchdowns. They'd beat Clemson. Well, I don't think. Be, any. And actually, they don't. They don't even feel this way. I feel like towards. Clemson like I feel like this is mostly directed at the Big Ten like I feel like this is mostly a Big Ten SEC issue and then like you know you've got your little brothers like the ACC and the Pac-12 and the Big 12 that are like hey guys what
1: about us it's like (laughs) Shut up! Yeah, yeah <laughs> let, I, let the adults speak. I definitely think that that there's that there is no love. Well, here's the thing: they pump these. the The media is in love with them, the national media, and they pump these. If I have to see. Texas AM pumped up at eighth or ninth to start the damn year. And they have five losses at the end of the year and they still try to rank them at 25. I'm going to throw up in my mouth. They try to pump these shitbag bag middle programs that like would just be the same middle of the road program. You put Texas Tech or sorry, te- you put Texas AM in the big T- Big Ten. They're going to be the exact same level of team. It's, they're not going to mm-hmm. change. They're not going to go suddenly just to win the Big Ten. Yep. They're going to be the fourth or fifth best team in the conference, like they are in the SEC. Nothing's changing mm-hmm. there. I mean, it's just it's not. And I'm sick of them just pumping up, like you said, like Old Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas. You know, you hear that, Jacob? Old yeah, Miss, Old Miss for sure. Yeah, Florida. How when though? The fuck has Florida been worth a shit since Urban Meyer left. If I have to see Will Muschamp and Dan Mullen, I mean they're just recycling coaches from Mississippi State. And they're just, you know, they're they're pumping them up that they're in the top 10 this year. They're gonna have a great defense and their offense isn't gonna be well, able to score 14 a game. Well, too,
2: my favorite is is the just the hypocrisy around the arguments, right? Because mm-hmm. if this is a, a real, real argument that I had with an SEC fan. <clears throat> it was when when last time Ohio State played an SEC team, played Alabama. Mm-hmm. What happened in that game?
1: Uh, we won. But the best
2: of the best. And Ezekiel Elliott ran 85 yards. 85-Y. Eight, through the heart of the South. Uh, and Ohio State won that game. So, if you have an argument about which team is better, like, you know, oh, the Ohio State can't hang with the SEC. I bring up well, what happened the last time Ohio State played the SEC? We won. It was great. It's a good time. And then the argument is, well, that was six years ago. You can't, this is, this is a different now, like, it's a different Alabama team, blah, blah, blah. What's your all-time record like against the SEC? Like, what? You told me I couldn't go six years back, and now you want to know what the all-time record yeah, that's, is. Yeah. Because I, you're trying to use that as a reason why Ohio State cannot compete in the SEC. It's hypocrisy. It's just straight hypocrisy. And when you call them out on it, it's just, it's, they just, well, you know, the SEC plays an SEC schedule. Why don't you come and play in the SEC? Well, because we're in the big fucking 10. But you know what? There's a, there's tiers. There's no more conferences. There are fucking tiers now. You've got the tier one teams. You've got the Alabama. You've got the Clemson. You've got the Ohio State. That's tier one, in my opinion. Tier two. That's when you put in the Oklahoma's and the Georgia's and the Florida and the Wisconsin and the Penn State and, you know, all these other teams that kind of are on the cusp, but they can never kind of put it all together. You know, they just end up getting beat by a tier one team. Right. No more conferences. It's fucking tears. Like, just throw it all away. And I'm done. I'm done. It's the end of my take. Fucking hate them. Fucking hate them.
1: You, You said you get it out. Did you get it? <laughs> well, if you're ever wondering how Ryan feels- I don't hate him. That's harsh. the Southeastern harsh. Conference. I don't hate him. I hate their arguments. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely tend to, uh, tend to agree with you for the most part. Like I said, they're the best conference, but it's not by the margin that they feel it is. So I'm glad you got that out.
0: The Oregon College Savings Plan can help fund your child's dreams and ideas. But it's not just for college. It's also the trade school savings plan and the books and materials savings plan, even the room and board savings plan with fewer educational expenses to think about your kids can focus on what matters their future. Start saving today to support your child's tomorrow. Learn more at Oregon college
1: Okay. So my take biggest takeaway from uh, week two for me, as far as, uh, You know, one of the stories that it's kind of just been a reoccurring theme over the last few years. I don't understand how Russell Wilson doesn't get the love and the respect that my man deserves. So Patriots get come down to Seattle. They make the cross-country flight, and Seattle just puts it on them. Again, five touchdowns for my man Russell Wilson to four different receivers, 287 yards. For the game, just that's just another day at the office. And it's like, I, I can't believe it's not the number one story that everybody has the next day. This, this second best statistical defense from last year comes to town and Russell cooks them up. There's no home field advantage for them. That I would argue the Saints and the Seahawks probably have the best home field advantage in the NFL. They don't get any of that. And they just quietly, with no one in the stands, Russell just puts it on. Pitter-patter put it on them. So I got some stats here. My take this week is Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL, and I don't even think it's close. I hear the blasphemy. I can see the eye rolls. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I don't even blah, think it's out of it's, it's Russell Wilson, and I don't even think it's close. I've got Baker some Banking. stats. It's Baker, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I can't say that. Can't even say that with a straight face. Can't say it with a straight face. So here's, so here's some stats for my boy, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson comes in, third round draft pick in 2012. Russell Wilson, in that time, in these last eight years, is tied for the most fourth quarter comebacks at 21, tied for the most game winning drives at 27 since entering the league in 2012. He recorded in 2018 against the Detroit Lions a perfect passer rating of 158.3. Perfect. Equivalent to a perfect game from a pitcher in baseball, and there ain't many of those. When you look at some other stats here, Russell Wilson is plus 269 in fourth quarter point differential in that time. Best in the NFL since coming in. So when it's clutch, that's that's all that matters. Russell Wilson has the highest fourth quarter passer rating since 1991 among quarterbacks with 500 or more attempts. In 2017, Wilson finished with a 134.1 fourth quarter passer rating, highest since 1990. My dude comes in to the league in the time that I've been alive on this earth and it's putting up numbers like, nobody's business. And all I have to hear is, Oh, but Patrick Mahomes through 50 touchdown passes. When, when you look back at it, he wins a super bowl in his second season. They go to repeat against the Patriots in 2015. And for whatever fucking reason, they decide to throw it on the one yard line where Malcolm Butler steps in front of that pass and picks it off. When Marshawn Lynch had the best season of his life, you can't fault him for that. The man should have two super bowls at this point, even still Men, women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. My boy, Russell Wilson, the most clutch quarterback in the NFL right now. I, I don't think he gets the respect and I don't even think it's close. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. You done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Man, I got hot. <laughs> it got hot in here. Shoot.
2: <coughs> he, uh, he pulled a Dennis Reynolds, bro. <laughs> I he, am
1: a he, golden he,
2: God. He, he peaked too early. He peaked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean are you t- I mean my I crazy I don't think I, I am. So, so I don't necessarily disagree I don't think he's I, I put him as a 1B uh, I still think I still give the nod to Aaron Rodgers as wow. the best quarterback back in the league like in any late game situation if you were to give me Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson to win a game I'm picking Aaron Rodgers
1: even with the stats and the knowledge yep. that I'm dropping, because you said what is quarter. he? He's
2: tied with he's tied with fourth quarter comeback wins with who? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> man. So don't give me that. Yes, is is Russell Wilson good? And here's the other thing: I don't think he's disrespected, and he's in, he's the leader to win the MVP right now. Like you say, oh, he goes out and throws five touchdowns, and nobody bats an eye at it. No, they do bat an eye at it. They just come out the next day and say that he's the front runner for the MVP. Mm. That's not disrespect.
1: Yes, it is. That is
2: very much respect. What I think the problem is, is the problem is that he peaked too soon. He comes out in his second year and wins a Super Bowl, and he is, that's that's the fucking bar. He comes out and doesn't win a Super Bowl. He didn't live up to his own fucking bar. That's his bar. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes now. If Patrick Mahomes comes out and doesn't win a Super Bowl for the next three, four years, he's in the same same boat. He's not living up to the hype and the expectation that he created for himself.
1: I I I don't I my argument to that is is that when you give Russell Wilson players and the man has people around him, look what he did early in his career. The last two years, that offensive line was rated by pro football focus as the twenty-eighth best offensive line last year. Even still, my man decides to win eleven games. This year they're two and and0 They got the Cowboys this weekend. I, I mean they're they're gonna get it done again. And I – and you know, he, it's a patchwork line. The defense is nowhere near as as stacked as it was early in his career. And he's just year in and year out competing in the toughest division in the NFL. The, the it was NFC- not the
2: toughest division. Yes, it is. Three years, three years ago. It is now. Not it was three okay. years ago.
1: Not three years ago, maybe. But now it became
2: the it became the toughest division last year.
1: Yes, yeah, I think so, too. And, and they win 11 games in that division last year. But they didn't prob- win the division. Pro- well, that's how good the division is that's what i'm that's, that's what i'm saying though is like if
2: you're going to say that for his entire career he's competed in the hardest division that's false
1: the and la- uh, the last couple of years my argument really hinges on it's it's n- now it is the toughest division and he doesn't have anywhere near the talent around him and he's still so, doing this this is so Russell what if he doesn't there.
2: win the division ever again in the toughest division, do you start? They're going to win it best this best year. I'm calling him right now. I'm calling him right now. But I'm saying I'm giving you a what if scenario. What if he never wins the division again? <clears throat> in the toughest quote unquote toughest division.
1: Oh, if he never wins it again, obviously that's going to tarnish the legacy. But that's yeah. a that's a what if scenario, and I'm just speaking I, on what he's done to this point, and it's ridiculous. So him it's winning a the
2: division, you calling him winning the division, isn't a what if scenario? What if he wins the division?
1: I'm. Well, I mean, I'm. I'll put it up here right now. That he's winning the division this year. <laughs> that's a what if scenario. That's all I'm saying. They know what if. They ain't no guess. That's what it's <laughs> going to be. That's what it's going to be. You remember that from the water boy yeah. or whatever? They were like, Vicky Valacor, what do you think? No, they ain't no guess. That's what going to be. Gonna be. <laughs> she was like, they going to, Dogs going to win 20, 20 or 31 28. And he was like, that's a pretty good guess. How'd you get there? Guess. Ain't no guess. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> So Vicky Valancourt, Vicky. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get in my takes, right. but yeah, Russell's the best quarterback in the NFL, and uh, I just don't think he's he disrespected. I think that's the the argument that
2: gets me is like I don't think I, I think it's I think a lot of people consider him the best in the league. So mm-hmm. the the idea that he doesn't get the respect and the not- notoriety that he deserves, right? I don't think is is true. Like I I don't I put him over. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson for sure. Like I said, I have him 1B, you know, like I think Aaron Rodgers just because like Aaron Rodgers hasn't had like near the the level of caliber player that some of the other quarterbacks in kind of the same breath have. Same thing with Russell Wilson. I mean, they, neither one of them have had the same weapons that like fucking Patrick Mahomes came in with, no. you know? or like Dak Prescott even.
1: I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. I think they're both products if that's just what shows their greatness is that they do it with people that are on I mean, who when has Russell Wilson until DK Metcalf ever had a receiver that was good? Doug Baldwin was okay for a couple of years. Baldwin nope, um, was really good. I mean Tyler White was
2: really good too, but I I, I don't know just, they had
1: Josh Gordon for
2: a minute last year, you know, before he got cut.
1: Again. Josh Gordon out here hawking hawking rings <laughs> and shit like that. My God, Josh Gordon. So that's all I got on mine, man. What's uh, just kind of speaking with staying with NFL as we kind of wrap things up here. Takeaways from week two. So my, I mean, and I don't
2: think anybody can question this is the biggest takeaway from week two. But dude, there were so many fucking injuries. Dropping. Like I'm, I'm, flaws. I'm thankful that that my fantasy team. I didn't have really any of them on there. The only the only thing that really hit me was the um 49ers.
1: <clears throat> they have
2: Devontae Adams, but he's largely he's supposed to be okay. Right. Um like they did that from my knowledge more precautionary, but no, the 49ers, I mean, offense and defense just decimated. And dude, <clears throat> um I was listening to uh fantasy fantasy football podcast uh Matthew Berry like that one I forget the name Mm -hmm. of it and I was listening to it and they were saying like that a lot of the players were complaining about the turf being like really sticky and like they were having trouble like moving because they were getting stuck which obviously is really dangerous when you know you've got a 300 pound man trying to tackle you and you can't move your leg, and all of a sudden, there goes your ACL. Yep, like Here. you lose Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, and D Ford may not be back. You Jimmy. still don't have Richard Sherman. You lose Jimmy Garoppolo for who knows how long. Like he may come back this week. Who knows? Or next week? Um, <clears throat> you lose Raheem Mostert. You lose potentially Tevin Coleman that's your
1: squad I mean that's that's yeah, too many
2: everybody and you still yeah. don't have like Debo Samuel you still't have some of your other key parts like and 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 now this week they have to go back to the same field to play against the Giants
1: you basically just gave my entire handicap for the the dog picks that we're making this week uh my dog pick is uh is definitely the Giants getting four um, for all those things. I mean, they, I, I, I don't know if San Francisco's flying back uh, to San Fran this week. It wouldn't make I any doubt sense it. to, yeah, I doubt Um it. I don't know why you would. Um, but even still, yeah, players, body language, everybody bitching about the, the field having to have the psychology of like, Hey, six of our guys went down because of that field. So thinking all week, like, am I going to be next? Am I going to be next? You know, with, with how this is played and, you know, everybody's going to say, Oh, well they lost the Giants lost Saquon Barkley. Uh, uh, Saquon Barkley really wasn't doing anything anyway. So I don't really think that, I don't really think it's that big of a loss just for this one game. So I'm on the, uh, I'm taking the Giants getting four, and then uh, if if I had to give kind of a bonus pick, we only take dogs on the show. Um, I would roll dogs. with S- Sunday night, um, the Packers getting three. Not necessarily a dog. I, I'm, this is a play against the hey, the the Saints the dog aren't. if they're plus. Their dog, if they're pl- yeah, dogs are alive too. The the Saints, I, I was really, really unimpressed by Drew Brees at the father time with a lot of these guys. You know, they're huge names, but it's undefeated. Wait, missing Michael Thomas. Like, I mean, that, that no Thomas. can't go
2: <clears throat> understated for sure. Like, you're missing your, I mean, the guy who caught, what did he catch? 150 passes last year?
1: 149. Oh,
2: like, that's the guy that you're missing. Right, <laughs> like, like, and and his his immediate backup is an uh, older, injury ridden Emmanuel Sanders mm-hmm. and Traquan Smith. Yeah, it's like that's, that's... that. That is now you go from arguably the a top three, at, at the very least, receiver in the NFL to those two. Um, pretty big drop off. Kam- Kamara hasn't looked phenomenal. I mean, he played really great. Um. This week,
1: but mm-hmm.
2: you know, I mean, if that's your only option, it's easy to shut down.
1: Right, right. Uh, no, I agree. All right, who are you taking?
2: So I've got. I also am taking Green Bay plus three. Nice. Uh, I just think I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't see how you can turn that turn that away, especially like not just with how New Orleans played mm-hmm. in Week Two, but also how the the Packers have played. Week one and week two, agreed. Uh, especially if Devonte Adams is still healthy, which that's kind of up in the air. But um, I've also have Kansas City Ooh,
1: plus three and a half Monday night.
2: Uh, Monday night plus three and a half. I mean, I like them to win outright, Ooh. but I'm taking the points just because they're there.
1: So. <laughs> I'll. Uh, I'll d- <laughs> I'll crossfire you. I'll take the Ravens. This is this is our. We could definitely. Mm. I'll take that against you on Monday night. So are you taking you taking the points? Or are you taking just straight up? I'll take the, I'll take. I'll give you. The, you take. You can have the three and a half. I'll take the other side. All right. All right.
2: I'll take I'll the take other it. side. And I've got a third one. Okay. Um, which pains me because you know it's it's, it's my squad, but at the same time, all all fair in love and war and. Sports gambling. Sports gambling. So, <laughs> Washington plus seven
1: Ooh. against
2: my Cleveland Browns. Uh, logic, logic. Cleveland hasn't, uh, I mean, hasn't won a game within that uh, that point spread. Margin. Yeah, that margin. That's a better word. Um, Washington, I think their defense has played really well. Uh, I think they're fucking defensive line is leading the league with 11 sacks. Current 8 of them came week 1, but that defensive line is going to get after it. Baker Mayfield has proven time and time again when he is driven with a pass rush as uh, as good as that, he makes poor decisions. So I think that leaves you vulnerable to a couple of turnovers. Secondary is not phenomenal. So, you know, if if they stick to kind of like that short intermediate game, like maybe that helps ease ease the pressure there. But I just think I think the Washington offense played much better last week as well. And I I think they'll be able to keep it within seven at least. You know, I think that maybe they lose by five, but it's kind of similar game to what the Bengals played. Right. Um, but I just I think I, I like the the points there more than anything. I still think Cleveland wins, but I like the points there.
1: There you go. That's all it's about We're giving and you I'm all winners. Two
2: o, I'm two and zero and one. So I haven't technically lost. Two zero and one. Interesting. While while your boy Che Booty over here is one one and zero because he got blown out on last week's picks. What was it <laughs> the, it was the Jets, right? Uh, no, it was uh it was the it was
1: the Vikings. Oh the fight! Vi- oh yeah, yeah that was <laughs>
2: Cousins with yeah. four picks. They ended, up, they ended up getting doubled up.
1: <laughs> yeah, Cousins with four picks. My God, I my Titans are gonna annihilate them on Sunday. They're the that Minnesota team is such a harsh drop off, dude.
2: Yeah, I know. Like Vikings. I mean, on defense in particular. Like granted, I mean, yeah, you lose somebody like Anthony Barr. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big piece to lose.
1: For sure. Absolutely. And you lose Stephon
2: Diggs on offense, like that's another big piece to fucking lose. And
1: their so. w- their windows coming to a close. They that roster yeah. was so good for five, six years. That's all you get in the league. Yeah. So
2: but, all right, buddy. Yeah, man. Um do a couple plugs here just to to get us out the door, get you off and run into your cleaning business. Going to
1: my next job,
2: yep. Yeah. Your yeah, putty. I'm gonna go have another Paloma. Um <laughs> but uh, as always uh the last two weeks obviously with uh, with red zone back up and running we are doing our live stream on sundays so be sure and check us out uh, you can check it out either on twitch our handle is 85 yards or you can follow us on our on our actual live stream website which is 85 yardslive uh, we will be streaming pretty much the entire afternoon games we take a little bit of a little bit of a break um, to kind of catch up on on not drinking for a minute but <laughs> we make up for it when we come back don't you worry um it's a fun time it's a good time you get to hear chayton and i kind of just discussing what's going on in the games talking shit to one another because uh he is now actually 2-0 and in fantasy against me on sundays in the afternoons didn't want to say it but you beat my ass in last week's match
1: hey two weeks in a <laughs> row let's get it
2: um so come come check us out. We'll put the links uh, in the description as well, so that you guys have an easy way to to come find us. Uh, as always, eighty five yards is brought to you via the Buckeye Scoop podcast network. So I'm wearing my Buckeye Scoop shirt today. Actually, Scoop a loop. Wear it every time we do a we do a recording. But uh, Buckeye Scoop is for you, Ohio State fans out there, as you know. Chayton and I both very clearly are one of the best sites you can find the most up-to-date, accurate insider information. It's where I kind of first heard basically everything in the know with the uh, the Decision 2.0, if you will, uh, with the Big Ten. So if you're a Buckeye fan, even if you're not, go check them out. Buckeyescoop.com. You can also check out all of their podcasts by searching Buckeye Scoop anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then, as always, our good dear friends over at Cousin Bougie with our fantastic artwork. Shout out to you. Uh, you guys are amazing. Go check them out. They've got a lot of fantastic products coming up here pretty soon. Uh, I know <clears throat> they've been working tirelessly on a lot of new material to to get to to their their followers and their fans. So go check them out. It's cousinbougie.com. Cousin as in cousin. If I need to spell it for you, then we've got... Is probably a cousin problem then for you.
1: Right, honest, right.
2: Maybe in the <laughs> SEC. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> CousinBougie, B O U J E E dot com. Again, CousinBougie.com. dot com. Go check them out. If you like any of their stuff, be sure and make a purchase. Much appreciated. That's pretty much all we got. Absolutely. This has been 85 Yards through the heart of the South, of course. I am Ryan Boobs McClincy.
1: I'm Chayton Booty the Kid Booty the K I D. Nah, good seeing you, bud. Don't you get closer to the mic and do that. I'm Chay Booty, Chayton, <laughs> Chay Booty. Nah, is that better?
2: It was. It was much better. Good. Thanks again for listening. Go check us out. Search 85 Yards anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, download, whatever you feel like doing. Anything helps. We appreciate listening. Until next time, Jay Booty. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. Love you, buddy.
1: Love you too, man. Cheers.
0: Oregon College Savings Plan can help you support your kid's future career as a teacher. Uh, airplane driver? Um, no, their career as a hairstyle designer. As a dinosaur doctor? Oh, their future job as a windmill builder. No, an ice cream taster. You know what? We just don't know what they want to be yet. But while they figure it out and dream big, we're here to help you save for what comes next, whatever that may be. Learn more at OregonCollegeSavings.com